and welcome to Human Leadership, a podcast full of science-backed and practical knowledge and insight designed to help anyone who leads people unleash the human talent we need for the next era of work. I'm Suzanne Jacobs, an organisational behaviour and performance expert who's worked as part of senior leadership teams for over 30 years and conducted more than a decade of research into the neurobiological drivers of intrinsic motivation and trust. In each episode of Human Leadership, I'll take you through what you'll need to make your workplace human fit. And to help me along the way, I have roped in my sister Chloe, a brilliant educationalist who also knows just a thing or two about leadership. And together, we'll guide you through everything you need to know to become a better human leader. In this episode, we're going to talk about systems leadership, including what it is and why it is so important, what leading from the middle means, and how using systems can enhance an organisation at every level. Hi Chloe, how are you? What have you been up to? Oh, hi Suzanne. Um, really good. Um, I've actually been very busy checking every element of my windsurf kit to make sure it all fits and works together properly. I'm fixing everything that is needed. Bring on the wind. How are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. Yeah, all, uh, all going well. It's um, brilliant to be back here recording again. Now this is the final episode in this first series of Human Leadership and it's all about systems leadership. We should start by defining what that actually means and also why you think it's so important. Oh, it's one of my um one of my favorites and you know a systems approach, systems leadership is so crucial as part of human leadership. You know everything's a system. Uh, take us, humans. We're a biological system. We're impacted on and impacted upon by by various factors, and life emerges. Life emerges as a result of the interconnection of every cell, thought, chemical reaction, and and so on. And the quality of our lives is determined by everything from diet and sleep. You know, your body is built to serve you. And as we adapt to the factors that influence us, you know, externally and internally, it seeks to flex and then bring us back to functional balance so that we can sustain life. Using a biological term, it's known as homeostasis, this wonderful balance. And we can apply this to organisations. Organisations are systems. They are systems of relationships systems of processes, systems through which conversations and ideas flow. And they're a system that is impacting and impacted upon by the context, the market, um, new technology, and and situations, situations that prevail both externally and internally. And and systems leadership seeks to provide the equivalent of of organisational homeostasis, And if we're going to be able to do this and do this effectively, we've got to be able to see inside the system, a bit like having an X-ray into its workings. And this 
insight, this knowledge that we can of the system allows us to pull the levers that really drive performance and to connect the interdependent parts so that we can get work to travel efficiently through it and ideas can emerge and of course can be acted upon as well. To be able to influence and nurture the most important elements and to fix and enhance the practices or processes, the operations that build and sustain productivity and, and of course, well-being as well. You know, that's where real power lies. Because ultimately, if I know, if I know how a system works from the inside to out, I can maintain and improve it. I become the design architect and the engineer. So I can see why systems are such a fundamental part of a leadership approach. But where do you start to understand and build a system? Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not that easy when you start out. It takes some real legwork to lift the lid and look inside and to work out all the, what the matrix is, the interconnecting parts. But once you've once you've got it, once you've you've been inside and, and, and mapped around the system, everything becomes so much simpler from there on. But with everything, you know, a great place to start is always the beginning. Uh, good back to basics. What's the foundation here? What's at the absolute heart of any system? The core. It's the purpose, and. If you start with a purpose, you can then wrap everything around it and move outwards from there. We really underestimate the power of purpose and how critical it is for success, not just business, but to our very health. You know, I work with a lot of teams and and often very senior leaders and senior leadership teams. And I, I will, when I ask this question, what's What's the reason for your business? What's the positive intent, purpose in this world for the business? Now, I often get back when we talk about purpose or the, 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 the true meaning of the, of the work, I'll hear things like stakeholder return or stakeholder value. I'll hear profit, bottom line. But these things, they're outcomes. I'm not saying they're not important. I'm just saying they're just outcomes and, and of course, there's sometimes there are outcomes that aren't always achieved in the right way for the right reasons. We're not automatons. We're not machines. We, at a biological, neurological level, we need to care about why and for what purpose we do the things that we do, which actually in behavioral economics is termed as the meaningful condition. Purpose positively affects quality of life and longevity. It sparks intrinsic motivation and is one of the core drivers of trust. So let me place this back into your world, Chloe. Let me ask you, um, let me ask you a question. So tell me in teaching. So could you see the link between what you did and why you did it? Or if perhaps if I ask it in a slightly different way, Tell me why you cared. Tell me why you cared about teaching. Oh, it, it's, it's so important. Um, it's it's about imparting knowledge, um, making it fun, uh, making a learning, uh, safe learning environment and um, making it memorable. 
Um, and all of this then leads to basically improving lives. Yeah, I mean, that that's the underlying piece, isn't it? That's the underlying purpose. The difference you make to the young minds that you're teaching and imparting that knowledge in a way that's memorable means that we sincerely hope and the purpose of doing it is to improve their lives, their whole their whole life. You know, a great teacher impacts your your the, you know your whole time on this planet. It's so fundamentally important and of course motivating. It's it's sort of a reason why we get up in the mornings, you know, that sense of meaning, sense of direction that it gives us. And purpose plays a huge impact on the success of organizations and their sustainability. And some of the most successful and long-lasting organizations keep a core purpose at the absolute heart of their system. So just to give you a few, uh, Johnson & Johnson, their purpose, which hasn't ever changed, is to alleviate pain and suffering. Sam Walton, founder of Walmart, um, his purpose Again, it remains the same, to give ordinary folk the chance to buy the same things as rich people. And Disney, purpose at the heart, to use our imaginations to bring happiness to millions. We need to be able to tell the story of our business. Why is it here? What's it doing? What's it impacting? Why is, it, why is the world a better place? Because our business exists. You know, just to bring to life some of the research around um, the power of purpose, some research was done with university fundraisers and they were collecting and fundraising money to be able to put students through uh, scholarship systems who, who otherwise wouldn't have been able to get to higher education. And these fundraisers, when they met a single student whose scholarship was funded by their, their work, that experience made a concrete link between their work and the outcome. And what happened thereafter was an increase in weekly phone minutes by 142%, and it grew revenue by 400%. And there's another piece that was done at a similar time with radiologists. When they saw a patient's photo, so often they just get the, the, the x-ray, but when they had the patient's photo included in the file, they wrote 29% longer reports and made 46% more accurate diagnoses. That's staggering. And, you know, in the ebook, we outline the process of how to discover and establish your purpose. But the other thing that purpose needs, and really important, is it needs to be shored up and supported by values. Values are, so your purpose, if you like, is your why, and your values are your how. How do we go about doing these things? Now, it's really important that values are defined and meaningful, that they are not empty words on a poster. Everybody needs to be able to connect to them, and there needs to be a focus and a relentless pursuit of applying them in everything that is done by everybody in the business. Values, unlike goals, goals are great, wonderful, we need to have goals, but actually values themselves, unlike goals and the purpose, of course, there's no timeline. They're forever. They're continuous. 
then they also support and simplify decision making. Because what you're doing is you're always coming back to the purpose, the why, and coming back to the values, the how, to be able to know what's most important. And are we doing this in the right way? Just to give you an example, going back to Disney, you know, using their, from their purpose, their why, they also have what they call a, a, um, a the values tree or a decision tree. Now, the, there are four words in here, all of which are defined, but they run in this order, safety, courtesy, show, and efficiency. Now, the way this works in practice is that it cuts through complexity and establishes a, a path for, um, for, for behavior. So just to give you an example, the example they use is if a uh, colleague um, who's work, speaking to maybe a family, let's think of they're in a theme park, for example, and they're, they're supporting courtesy and show, just as an example. They're, they're working and, and serving a, a, you know, a family. If they spot a safety risk, they can drop that conversation with no excuse, walk away because safety comes first so that they can actually sort out the risk. And that allows for a complete simplification of decision-making. It also allows for us to not just make the right decision, but it also stops us um, storing up regret or even damage for the, for the future. Wow, that, that's fascinating. And um, I know that there are so many more elements to building an effective system. But as part of leading a system, you talk about leading from the middle. I've not heard that before. What do you mean? Yeah, it's, um, I mean, for me, it's about how you step inside the system. As a leader, you need to be able to see all of the components. You need to be able to see the web, if you like, how it, it interacts, interconnects. What are the interdependencies? So that you can see every facet of it and therefore have influence over what happens in the emerging properties from things as, as they mix. So the lead, leading from the middle is a robust methodology. It's a powerful checklist, actually, and we must never underestimate the power of a checklist. Um, it's, it's the x-ray. It's a, a, the ability to be able to see everything and hold the tension across everything, this, this balance, finding the homeostasis, and ensure that nothing's missed when decisions are made. Um, it, it, it allows you to be able to see where improvements need to be made. You can see where things need to be fixed. And it expands the view, it expands your mindset, if you like, to mitigate, mitigate against the myopic short-termism something that actually I think is is destructive to, to business. It allows you to be able to make decisions that are fit for today and tomorrow. And in fact, even beyond the time as we as leaders may be around to even see how a decision is taking effect, it's making sure that the connections are made and all the influencing factors are considered from internal, external, to operational excellence, to strategic direction, through to product and service innovation and value proposition, to the conditions needed for talent to surface and for humans to really thrive. It's to be able to see and leverage those relationships, those internal relationships. And of course, what it does also, it mitigates against silo working. 
So it's um it's also an approach and a, and a and a methodology that supports a relentless focus on and energy directed to what really drives the system forward. So these are something I refer to as the valuables. What is most valuable in this system for us to place our attention and energy on? Because these are the things that really drive everything forward. And what I love about it as well is it supports a mindset of curiosity. And something that I love about human leadership is this underlying current of constant dissatisfaction and a drive to keep learning and improving. Now, of course, that's as important for ourselves as it is to apply to our teams and our businesses. But if I lift this out for a minute and just think about it, um, in fact, if I perhaps use a couple of sports analogies here, you know, this systems approach Now think about the open water endurance swimmer that just keeps tweaking the system from nutrition to technique, or maybe the tennis player that breaks down every movement of the serve swing to watch the system in motion from the position of the feet to the tip of the racket. It it always brings me back to, and I think this is where my ideas started to spark from, was reading a, a, a paper around Toyota's uh, Kaizen, which actually translated means roughly continuous improvement. It was something that was brought around about in the 1950s by the CEO at the time. Um, and, and ultimately at the time, it was about being able to solve machinery issues, things that were constantly breaking down. Because what he noticed is that these machines that were breaking down on the, on the factory floor the workers would go along and they'd put a sort of a proverbial sticking plaster on top. So it would, it would mend it for a bit and then it would break down. And there's always this, this story that's told about actually how when you, you lift it up and understood the system of the machine, you could follow it from symptom to root cause. And this is really about, it's a, it's a very, it's a vital process and part of systems leadership is root cause thinking. So you you lift this machine's lid off, if you like, and you look underneath it and it's broken down. And if you follow follow the roots, why? So why did it break down? Well, it broke down because the fuse went. Well, why did the fuse go? Well, rather than just replacing the fuse, what caused it to blow? Well, uh, the bearing broke. Okay, so why did the bearing break or seize? Well, why was that? Well, because nobody put oil in the system. And the root cause was lack of oil, not a fuse. And that and that's the key. So lead from the middle and, and the methodology that surrounds it gives a it's essentially it's a framework, a bit like well, like the title says really, it places you right in the middle so that you don't miss anything. So putting all those things together, how do you enhance and lead an organizational system successfully? So this is something we detail the how you become a human leader and a systems leader with all the tools and knowledge and frameworks within within the ebooks. But I want to just bring some of the core aspects of systems leadership and and, and human leadership to, to life here. And it starts really fundamentally with applying the four human leadership dimensions and their trust, conscious compassion, focused drive, and of course, a systems connector. So trust to start with is 
It's the key performance currency. It's establishing the human fit environment through the drivers. And that's a topic which I'm I'm not going to go into a lot of depth now because it's topic of our first episode. But as as we look into what trust also entails, but also system leadership absolutely needs at its heart, as we've said, is to start with purpose and underpin it with values. With these, you've got your why and your how, which informs what you do. And one of the ways of really bringing purpose to life is to make sure that everybody who's working within your organizational system gets closer to the impact between what they do and the difference they make. Now, sometimes it takes a bit of uncovering from, you know, the accounts payable clerk all the way through to the to working the system so it makes a real difference to people's lives or the economy or society or even the environment. You know, the environment's a silent stakeholder in everything we're doing. But really to be able to know that I can link what I do to the impact it has is incredibly motivational. For me, I think, you know, we've said about this in this podcast, but it is a relentless application of the values. It is not about compromising. It is about really doing as you say and in the way that you know is important. As with lead from the middle, step into the middle of the system and hold each of the core focus areas that it describes, which are operational excellence, strategy, products and service, and people in your hands. Ensure that these interconnecting parts speak to each other. I mean, after all, you know, you cannot split the well-being of your people from the efficiency of the operations or um, the, the innovation of your products from the strategy you're deploying. And for each of these and across the whole system, you've got to be able to balance the tension, create and seek homeostasis and ask the right questions, the power of the right question, my goodness, and to take into consideration the internal, external, short and long-term influences so that you make the right decisions for the right reasons for the best results. The other part for me as well around systems leadership and of course human leadership is there is always a drive, a drive to execute with a rigorous focus on the valuables, the most important factors that propel and sustain the system. It's not the uh, lag measures, it's the lead measures to use a, another economic um, theory. And the other part to this in terms of systems is curiosity, it's exploration, it's this fascination with interconnections and emerging properties. You know, if I mix this and this, what happens? And it's about constant dissatisfaction. It's asking the question, what can we be even better? It's not sitting complacently with the status quo. It's actually looking underneath and thinking, could I tweak this? Could I improve this? Could I make it even better? And it always reminds me of one of my my favorite quotes from, from Einstein, actually. He once wrote, it would be possible to describe everything scientifically, but it would make no sense. It would be without meaning, as if you described a Beethoven symphony as a variation of wave pressure. And we need to look at our workplaces and does it, is the system, does it create a sense of purpose and direction? 
can we see inside the system to really understand it so that it so that it's the music of our business that actually emerges or do you just see you know the repeated oscillations of waves on a screen or do you or do we hear a symphony and i think to sum this up really for me human leadership is a privilege it's an honor an honor that brings responsibility and stewardship of the system and its impact at every level on every stakeholder, not just for today, but for future value. And I think we need to always ask ourselves, why, why would people follow you? Who are you as a leader and what do people get from you? You know, as leaders, we cast a long shadow and your legacy lasts. So we've got to make it count. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Human Leadership in your podcast app. And if you have time, leave us a review or give us a rating. If you'd like to find out more about the subjects we discussed in this episode and access all the tools, you can do so in The Little Book of Systems Leadership, part of the Human Leadership series of ebooks available through my website, the7.org.uk. And if you'd like to get in touch with me about any of the subjects we've discussed, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email using suzanne at the7.org.uk. And that's Suzanne with an S and not a Z.